we will not copyright or trademark that. Um, the we do not have the rights to this at all. Please do not sue us. Thank you. Welcome to These Unprecedented Gays, featuring Joe Grinelli and Paul Smith. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, and review wherever you stream your podcasts. Check us out on Instagram at TUGaysPod and email us at TUGaysPod at Yahoo.com. We hope you enjoy. Hola, Tuggers y Tuggets. Soy Joe. Me amo Pablo. No, you're Paul. <laughs> That's what I said, right? My name is Paul. No, Paul. Paul? Pa- Pablo. Is that Paul in Spanish? Paul, Pablo is Paul in Spanish. I thought it was Paul. No. <laughs> no. I'm looking that up. Hold on. <laughs> I don't know. Pablo. Me amo Pablo. I took Spanish for I thought like... Pablo was Pablo. <laughs> no. <laughs> That is Spanish oh, for yeah, Paul. You're right. I, oh my god. Hello. I'm, so I'm related, but like they're putting the uh, Google Translate on um, on the screen. Do you sometimes do that and then just like put in funny words and then have them said in different languages, or is that just me? That's just you. <laughs> <laughs> but I would probably do it, but just do curse words. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, it's great because you can have like um, like like Italian would be like sheet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But like, it doesn't translate it. But like, it, if you say like the like say it in this language, it'll like oh, it'll be like S H I T. Yeah, it's that's what I do with my life. Okay, between that and um, uh, K holes of YouTube videos of watching K holes. Do you know what a K hole is? What's a K hole? When you do ketamine and then um, oh, you no. follow. I was like, it. I feel like this is a bad thing. Am I doing a bad thing? <laughs> No, but I did watch that. Yeah. Oh my God. Segue into how I'm doing, but whatever you didn't ask me, I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, but yeah, as Paul had indicated, or as Pablo had indicated, <laughs> um, I was watching like a bunch of macaron videos on how to do it. And then I realized it was too much work. So what we have decided is Andy and myself and you are going to do them eventually. Paul's looking around like, what? I was like, I'm not a. You've been I am not a baker because it's too precise, and I want to be like, I want to throw this in there. I want to throw this in there. I can do the filling because that's not as precise. Yeah. So I can make it whatever I want, and yeah. But like, especially macarons because it's a very scientific. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I was like. I don't know how these are difficult because all you just follow directions. Well, but yeah, but then there's like all this waiting because you have to wait till it gets a, it gets a skin, you have to knock the air out, you have to do this. That, I don't have that kind of time, so I'll just buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? There's so many great places here. That I've never. I don't macarons. usually. I'm not. A, I don't pick out a macaron. So oh, okay. like, I don't know. Like, where would I go? Le Parfait Paris oh, and oui, oui. Um, gas lamp. Oh, wee oui, wee. Oui. Uh, what about your wee oui, wee? Oui? Oh yeah. Wee wee do. Yes, yes, dear. <laughs> Seems appropriate. Yeah, you know, hey. <laughs> uh-huh. So what else? What else going um, on? Oh, my God. Okay. So when I was um, in the Grand Canyon, um, okay. my friend Matthew's brother, Stephen, played this song by Nicki Minaj. And you probably know it. So it's called Did It On Em. I feel like I know this one. So yeah. it is dirty. Like, I needed to, like, use some Purell in my ears after because I was like, oh, my gosh. So it's like, like, there are the lyrics um on the screen <laughs> and i think it's about like doing a number two on somebody oh okay like during the sexy time oh but like okay. she just says she's like i did it on him 
That's it. <laughs> but it's been on repeat in my brain. <laughs> so you've just been riding around, like, singing this song yeah, in Yeah, because she goes like, I shit it on him. I did it on him. I'm like, okay, Nikki. <laughs> you know, well, I feel she dirty. like, maybe that's like something she likes to do. We are not kink shaming here. No. Okay. No. If you like to do that, just, just sanitize after. You. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, but you got to warn somebody first. <laughs> Hey, um, <laughs> hey there, sexy Code person. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Paging doctor, because we got a Code Brown. We'll get Dr. Carlton in. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I was also thinking about this. I was going to message him, because I was like, well, like, you know, what? Sometimes, you know, there's like a scent when you're having the, the anal sex, right? Yes. And, like, I was like, well, can you put essential oils, like, on lube? And the answer is no. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I yeah, didn't have like, to message you, Dr. Carlton. Essential oils are not supposed to go in the body. No, they're outside. Even though we watched uh, on Netflix, we talked about this this docuseries before. It's called Unwell. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole episode about essential oils and how people, like, drink and eat this stuff. Like? Because they say it helps cleanse their bodies. Okay. And I'm like... Oh, that's not okay, y'all. Like, I, I mean, I feel like that. Mm, no, essential oils are different than like flavor, right? Right, because these are it's not made for consumption. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's like okay, you do you, but well, because food, like, what am I trying to say? Like food, like food flavor, flavor, food flavors. Yeah. yeah, like vanilla and everything. Those are. Oh, could you imagine if you got like cinnamon? Essential oil on your penis? Oh, God, no. No. That's like a, uh, what's the You'd smell like Christmas, but still. I mean, that would be a gift. (laughs) No time like the present. Oh! Deck those halls. Or deck those balls. That's what it would be. Mm -hmm. Do you hear what I hear? I do. And that's all the Christmas songs I know. So that's, that's basically what's up with me. What about you? Oh, nothing. Like, oh, no, I think you need to tell the listeners you have soft water now. Oh, my God. Okay. So, with the pipes being replaced and everything, you yeah. decided to give us. Lay a- that pipe. Okay. <laughs> I wish they were cuter. Oh. <laughs> they did a great job, though, that. guys, except for the, the. Oh. Oh, see? Okay. Tell the children. So, tell me what's going on. They, they broke one of our bears. One of okay. your what? One of our mirrors. To, they well, broke the seven years back. Like it's yeah, fine. They broke the mirror in the office in the back of the door. So they went to go replace it. They took this cheap ass, <laughs> like they got it at Target, like from the college, you know, when they had the <laughs> Over college the door area. Yeah. Mirror. Oh my God. And like nailed it up. And we're like, how do you think this is okay? Did you guys have the mirror? You had purchased the mirror prior or did it come with the house? It came with the house. Oh. But like, the f- you think it's just okay? Maybe you should just shit it on them. <laughs> so, so anyway, so these guys did the the pipes, and they were um, they decided to put in a water softener into our system, and it's like, oh, okay, that's great. But so we're getting, we're trying to get used to it because yeah. it's like when we go to take a shower. It's supposed to like you know it's different on your skin. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be it's supposed to make your skin nice and soft and supple. Oh yeah, you. I don't know how to do that. Supple. I don't know how to do that like a uh, Heidi in closet. Oh, you know where she shoppy, whistles it. Supple. Yeah, like that. I don't have a gap. I don't have a diastema. <laughs> so I'm like, 
okay, so you're supposed to feel this certain way, but like, and you, it's supposed to help you like use less soap because it lathers up better. Really? Yeah, that's what they said. Oh. Man, they really sold you on that one. I know. I use a lot of soap, so that would be nice. I, it, it is nice because I'm like, okay, I actually do see a difference in like mm. how much soap I use, but like it after you're done, you feel kind of almost like oily. You feel wet. I know yeah. it's wet, but like I know you're in water, but like you just feel. But wet. even after you dried off, yeah, you still feel, you still feel you're that like. Way. Wait a minute, what's going on? Yes, yeah. and it's like, and while you're showering, the first time we did it, we're both like. We didn't say anything for the first day, and the next day we're like, so, um, did you notice in the shower? <laughs> Do you feel kind of oily? We thought so it was wrong with the water. Oh. And, like, there yeah. was something, like, it's they cut something across. It takes time. Yeah. Yeah. I love and soft water. So it was just, it was weird, and so we're getting used to it. How long has it been now? It's been, like, a week and a half okay. or so. Okay. So we're still trying to get used to it. I mean, it's I can feel a difference. You know, my my skin isn't as dry as it usually yeah. is. Mm-hmm. So that's a good thing. Um, But, yeah, it's just a – it's an adjustment. Yeah, I would love to have soft water. <laughs> I looked into, like, so how I would do it, but you need, like, a water treatment little pump or something in your house. Well, then just tell the water to think about grandma or baseballs or okay. something. yeah. And then it'll go from hard to soft. Ooh. <laughs> That one. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just. <laughs> no, it worked. Speaking of grandmas, I took a BuzzFeed quiz and it's like, how much of a grandma are you? And I'm 100% a grandma. Are you really? Wow. Yeah. I have big, I have big grandma energy. That's what they called it. <laughs> VGE. And I was like, seems right. Yeah. Oh, it was like, how many of these things did you like? And it was like, um, <laughs> like soup. <laughs> not, I love going soup. To, going to bed early. Okay. Oh my god, I'm a grandma. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're all grandmas. Do you like Werther's originals or like yes. butterscotch candies? Oh my god, yes. Or do you have one of those like bowls? Um Danish cookie tins, but it's not cookies. <laughs> it's got like, you know, knitting kit or something in it. <laughs> uh, or like cards. Yes. My cards when we play Bunko. Isn't that a thing? Bunko? I don't know. It is a thing, Bunko. yes. Or bridge. Yeah, it's for those soccer moms. To get together. I know that my, well, I remember when I was younger, they had like the Bunko mom. Parties. Yeah. yeah. And my mom was like, I don't like it. <laughs> I think it's just another way for these, um, women to get together and just get drunk. Yeah. So <laughs> that's how I look at it. Yeah. Um, so, and then yesterday was kind of a, a rougher day because we found out that, um, Andy's aunt passed away. Oh. She was 90. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then just from old age. Um, yeah. She did have COVID. Okay. And then she was getting better, and then um, she passed away in her sleep. Oh. So, you know, um, and then kind of find out that my ex's mom passed away yesterday at 5 Jeez. o'clock. Wow. So, um, you know, and I loved, loved, loved her. Like, we... You had said that you guys were really close. Yeah, we were really close. Like, we lived around the corner from her. Yeah. So, like... If um, the guy I was with was traveling at the time, I would go over and I would like pick her up and we'd go to dinner and stuff mm-hmm. and go hit the Chinese buffet or something like that. Aww. And she was just, she was great. And so even after we broke up, I would go back and visit in Orlando and I would always make time to go spend with her, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause Annie met her and stuff. And I'm still, you know, I still feel like I'm close to his family and stuff. So, um, so yeah, it's, it was a little hard, mm-hmm. you know, Makes me, but then again, I'm also like, 
my ex only contacts me when somebody dies or some, you know, I'm like, okay, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Not only are you the devil, but you just bring bad news every time you come around. <laughs> oh my God. Does he go down to Georgia sometimes looking for a soul to steal because he was in a bind because he was way behind and he was ready to make a deal? No, that's just me. I didn't mean that. Okay. He, you know, I'm sure he's a nice person now. <laughs> Hopefully a listener. Whatever millions of listeners. I'm like, I'll look and see if Deltona, Florida. Oh no, I think he's in Massachusetts now. Oh, so I'm trying she's to decide. A New England person. Well, now. and I'm trying to decide. It's like, uh, depending on when the the funeral is, do I want to like try and go out there for the funeral? Or how could not? you do that? It's usually a week or two later, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so it's you know I don't know. It, that sounds like an expensive plane ticket. I know it probably is. So I probably won't, but you know, it's also like also like cross tr- cross the country. Yeah, but it's also like and, yeah. she was such a huge part of my life because yeah. you know she did help shape part of who I am, which is what we're going to talk about today. <gasps> Ooh, that segue. <laughs> also, did you know that segue is spelled S E G U E? Yes, I not S E G W A Y. Like the segue. <laughs> I want. I know. I still want to do a segue tour. Okay. I don't know if they're like around anymore but like i want to like in san diego anywhere okay <laughs> it be a tour around the block because i'm gonna i would fall i would fall on the segue okay well it's just like riding a bird or one I've of the once you- only once yes and then my friend brandon um got a really bad uh he fell off and then had to have knee surgery and was like debilitated for a while so so i didn't the- do it i did it in uh protest our neighbor down the street, he did it one time, and the first time he ever did it, he fell off and broke his arm. Yeah. Birds are dangerous. And I'm like, how the hell do you people do this? Because, like, me and Andy would ride them, and, like, we did it one night when we were performing at December Nights. and um, Oh, I think I, would, I remember you were like, oh, we just birded here. I was like, Whoa. Yeah. And we were, like, in our tuxedos, birding down the road yeah. past everyone in Dumb traffic. Six, yeah. <laughs> but also, like, we did it after Pride once because we were going to a friend's house after, we, after he performed at Pride with the Gay Men's Chorus. And I'm, like, zipping down the road, and I'm like... Looking back, and I'm like, Andy's kind of farther behind because he's not going as fast as I am. And I'm like, okay, I'll wait. <laughs> I just, they're both like exhilarating and um, mortifying at the same time. <laughs> it's a, it's an experience because it's a lot like, of emotion. Yeah. yeah. Because you're like, oh God, am I going to like hit a pothole? Am I going to like fall yeah. off Is this thing? Is this how I go? Like, yeah. What? Okay. Am I standing correctly? Am I doing this fine? Well, and they're all, I mean, before COVID, they were all rinky-dinky crap quality. Right. And now they're they're nice. Yeah. I was hoping that they would fall and, like, they would go under during COVID, like, bird, lime, lift, all that crap. But they didn't. They somehow survived. And now they have, like, the bikes and everything. The the birds are back. (laughs) The scary movie, the birds. So, circling back to... (laughs) Sorry. Segway. It's like you... So she like she helped shape part of who I am now because it's like uh I I mean I loved her to death. She was great. She was always available to people. She had like even at her age she had such a great sense of humor um and didn't take a lot of things seriously and That's just had key. so much love for everybody yeah. and stuff. Like I remember we would take trips. We would drive from Orlando all the way up to Massachusetts because oh she couldn't fly. So I was so like, okay, we'll she, drive. That's where she lived. And well, like she, well, or she you? lived in Florida and she had family in Massachusetts. So we would go visit them. So uh, she would come with us uh, and we would okay. drive, oh. which is like a How long, long is that drive? it's like a good 
18 or so hours. And we do it in one day. And we do it in one day. Yeah. And I would do most of the driving. So it's, it's a, it's a hard drive, but it's still, I was like, I don't want to spend a lot of time trying to get up somewhere. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. 18 hours in a car is too long. I know it is. One hour is too long. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, how did you even survive the trip to the Grand Canyon then? Well, that was fine. Cause I wasn't driving. Oh, okay. So driving is a problem. I just don't like driving or being in a car. I don't know. It was fine. Maybe I'll be, maybe it's different. Maybe I'm a new person now. I don't know. Well, when I drove out here from Florida, I had to drive the whole way because my car was a stick and my mom and my sister were riding with me, but they don't know how to drive how a stick. How long did that take you? Like a week? Like three days. Ooh. Oh, yeah. What? What? How? I, I made my mom, like, she would be like, I need to stop. I need to stop. I'm like, no, we're going another hour. Be quiet. <laughs> Hold your piss. Get a here's diaper, a, girl. Here's a bottle. <laughs> I don't think it works like that for girls. Well, you could get one of those, like, can you stick it in. What they, get? they have those things where, like, girls can pee standing up if you put in, like, a. It's like a funnel? It's like a funnel in a way. Yeah, I think so. I forget what it's called. There's nothing and, fun about it. <laughs> um, and then. Yesterday, so I was calling my mom. I mean, I was calling my sister to tell her about Max's mom. And I guess my sister was telling me that her and my mom were riding in the car and they turned on um, last week's episode, Mm -hmm. which was about like we had that whole section in the beginning about the Derek Chauvin, um, Chauvin, whatever verdict. And I guess I was saying, you know, it's not justice, it's accountability. And my mom got kind of upset. And she's like, she told my sister, she's like, call your brother right now. And she's like, I can't. He's at work. And she's like, no, he's not. He's on the radio right now. Oh. Call him to his show. Oh, my God. Stop it. <laughs> and my sister was like, that's not how this works. He records it. She's like, no, he he's right. He's on the radio right now. And I'm like, oh, God. And she was like, she wanted to call in because she wanted to have an argument about politics oh, and God. everything. Because, you know, she's like... Fly your mom out here. She's like a Fox News, Tucker Carlson, <sighs> brainwashed. Uh, I mean, person. other than that, she sounds great. <laughs> What's your mom's name? Teresita. Aww, or Terry, Teresita. for short. Oh, she sounds lovely. Does she? <laughs> other Maybe than I'm not parts. explaining this right. <laughs> I think all mothers are lovely. <laughs> Except some. <laughs> okay. My mom's lovely. I love my mom. Oh, I'm sure she is. She sounds like it. She's a good person. Yeah. yeah. And but she helped shape who you are a bit. She did. So that brings us to our topic for yes. this week. What are we talking about? <laughs> so because we were talking about Colton Underwood last week Ugh. and about how he got, <laughs> I know, right? Ugh. Um, but he got a Netflix deal to produce a show and um, Gus Kenworthy is going to be his gay guide. And this got me thinking. I'm like, okay, so who were my gay guides? Mm-hmm. Who were your gay guides? Mm-hmm. Who were your mentors? Who are the people who helped shape who you are and your gay, um, you know, persona and yeah. like help you accept who you are mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff? Um, and I thought that was very interesting because it's like I have like what 15 years, 16 years on you. So of course mine are going to be different than yours Mm -hmm. because I came up at a different time than you. Um, so there wasn't as much representation. And for me, it's still an ongoing thing. Like Mm -hmm. I love seeing all these 
I call them kids because they're oh, so young. I agree. Yeah. The, anything yeah. that anyone younger than me is a child. Everybody to me looks 12. Yeah. So do I look 12? <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's because I use sunscreen. <laughs> Everybody to me is 12. So it's like, but you know, I, I love now how open and free people are yeah. and with their gender expression mm-hmm. and their, and who they are. Now is, the time, like, now is the time. Like if you ever needed any like guide or whatever, or just seeing something out there that you feel represented by now is a great time. Yeah. Like totally great. So, you know, I just want to go over like a list of, and why they kind of like became yeah. or helped shape who you were. Yeah. Um, whether it be a person, a celebrity, mm-hmm. a movie, mm-hmm. a book, mm-hmm. anything whatsoever that may have like helped shape you. Um, so, like, one of the first things um, that helped me was the movie Trick. I've never seen that. Oh, oh my God. Take a shot. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you have to watch, because this is, like, a great movie. And it has, um, uh, what's her name from, Tori Spelling from Beverly Hills 90210. Uh, when did it come out? It came out in, like, 2009, 2010. Um and it's oh, a 99. comedy. 99. Oh, God. That was, it is a long while ago. So, 1999. And it's hilarious because it also stars Christian Campbell, who is Nev Campbell's brother. And Miss Coco Peru is in it. <gasps> I love her. And she like she has one of my favorite lines in the movie because she goes, it burns. Talking about getting cum in your eye. I saw her uh, live. <laughs> She's fun. I like her. I like her. So, it's just a great movie, but it, it was... One of the first gay movies that I saw that wasn't centered around somebody dying, mm-hmm. somebody getting a disease, somebody overcoming some adversity, because yeah. the only adversity they had to overcome was trying to find a place to have sex. Yeah. And I was like, that to me, it was just easy reaching. It was funny. It was interesting. There was this wide array of gay characters mm-hmm. and stuff that spoke to me. And then, and also just like different, like body shapes and races and things. So mm-hmm. it was such a great movie. So if you haven't watched it, you really need to watch it. It's I will add it to my list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's gonna look a little dated, but actually, after you like watch it, the theme is actually still very now. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, like tops will tell you, I know a place and it's right next to a dumpster or something. Okay. <laughs> You're like, stop it. <laughs> or, or all tops are like can't host oh <laughs> must <God>. travel <laughs> Good God. or my favorite is the one was like when you go to a tops house and it's like just a chair in the middle of a room <laughs> <laughs> or just like just the mattress on the floor yeah. and you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. oh romantic <laughs> yeah. well it's like that one there's not even she, a sheet on it it's like when you went oh god I don't know if he was a top or whatever but like when you went back to that army guy's house or whatever on base or something and it, remember that story you told me? No, it wasn't me. That was somebody else. Oh, that's right. That was, <laughs> oh, yeah. If you want to listen to that episode, it was our like dating slash worst dates. That episode. was I think that was ties. And I was telling you because she had read, written it in. Oh, to it was us a, yeah. Because she just kept going, and I was like, "Girl, yeah, girl." So that was one of the things that helped shape me. So what about you? So it's actually funny because the first like the first exposure. I really had to what gay was, was Will and Grace. Yeah, that's on my list too. Yeah. And so it's funny because like when I was thinking about like my gay guides or whatever and stuff like that, I, a lot of it, I looked back and I was like, it's stuff that I saw, but didn't want to be. 
because I hadn't come to terms with myself, right? right? Because a lot of the time in, in the media and everything, the representation was like, you have a flamboyant gay guy who's like an interior designer, like very stereotypical, right? Or you're played at the villain. Yes. Or for laughs. But the thing, right, yeah. And so the thing that I loved about Will and Grace, because I was like 10, right? I think it came out in like 99 or like mid 90s or whatever. But I remember like I would watch it with my parents and like I knew I was different at that point. Like I was young and I knew and it, I would feel so uncomfortable watching it because I was with my parents and like they would laugh at these jokes and I was like so uncomfortable. And it took like I went back and rewatched it right before they did the spinoff or before they re- revamped it or whatever. And I was like, still feel the same about it. Right. Because you have Jack who is very, very like, like not overly flamboyant, but like he's Jack, right. He's Jack. And then you have Will who's this like straight acting guy. And so there was like no real, no real middle ground. Um, but I kind of was like, is that what I'm supposed to be? Like, is this what I should be? Yeah. And you know, it, it's, interesting because you know i i had the same feelings too but then i look at it like this um the cool thing is is that you got to see will who was very straight laced and very Mm -hmm. uptight and stuff and then you got (laughs) jack who was very loose and very gay and obviously flamboyant and stuff like that and i always looked at it like okay so i have these traits but i have this trait so i'm somewhere in the middle and that was right there with you yeah right and it was great because jack for me was such a great character because he loved himself and he had, there was no, there was nothing that was going to change his idea about who he was. And he didn't care what you thought of him. And his confidence and his sexuality and his persona and everything was very like unwavering. Yeah. And it took me watching it for a second. I mean, really actually watching Will and Grace as an adult to appreciate that because I vividly remember when, there was an episode where like Will and Jack were arguing and Jack is like, whatever being Jack and J- and Will says something like, Oh, like you're too gay. And then I think Jack was like, but like, there's nothing wrong with that. And you're afraid to be this way. Right. Right. Um, and I remember I watched that as an adult and I was like, Oh my God, like that, that shaped kind of like my view because I was like, I don't want to be like a rainbow flamboyant gay. I don't want to be that. Like now, of course I don't care, but like, when I was growing up, I was like, "This, I can't be this. Like, right. I can't be this. I can't be this at all." Well, and that's because we're we're fed this whole idea through media yeah. beforehand that gay is bad or mm-hmm. gay is to be played funny and flamboyant because it's all queer coded through the movies and shows that we watched. Because you've got yep. things like Scar from um, yeah. or, Lion uh, King. The uh, what's the? Oh my god! In Hercules. What's the guy? The, oh, the um, bad guy. Hades. The evil. Yes, thank you. I was like, you know, they all have this the devil. flamboyantly yeah. feel to them and they are the villains. And then you have, um, you know, like Ace Ventura where being trans is considered a bad thing and yeah. that makes you a murderer. Or like um, in Silence of the Lambs, um, Wild Buffalo B- Bill. Buffalo Bill. Yeah. You know, and it's like, is this who I'm going to grow up to be? I'm either, I either have to play a very, I have to be yeah. very flamboyant or I have to or be a serial as- killer. Like you, or, or like you have to assimilate and like quiet those things that you may like, right? Like when I was a kid, like your uh, children don't care what they do because they're kids and they're growing up. Right. But then it was kind of like, you see Will and Grace and it's this like this spectrum, but there's nothing in between. It's like, it's very binary. And it's like, 
well, either I'm this way, like you said, or either I'm this way. And it's like, I chose, I chose to try and like represent myself, if you want to call that the more like straight acting way, which I mean, if you knew me as a youth, you'd be like, girl, <laughs> bitch, you, you ain't straight acting. You acting, but you ain't doing a very good job. <laughs> I know. I, I would have not gotten and, nominated. And seen. <laughs> yeah. But no, Will acting. and Grace, uh, uh. Will and Grace was definitely one for me. And I think, um, like a lot of the stuff when I was growing up, it was like stuff, like I said, I didn't want to be because I was afraid to feel that way or be that way just because mm. of how people then re- like portrayed and like kind of not reviewed, but how people saw that, like people saw Jack. And like, as a youth, I was like, Oh, you don't want to be Jack. You want to be Will. And now I'm like, it would be like an honor to be Jack. Right. Like you said, be so comfortable and happy with yourself. Right. Well, and it's very interesting because I, I go back and I watch other movies that I watched before, like Priscilla Queen of the Desert or uh, Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. And you've got like, it's drag queens. And yeah. that's not something I'm interested in, but it is something that is part of our culture and it's yes. something that I do enjoy. Yes. And to see the way that they kind of, there are moments in each movie where there's so much joy in who they are. Yeah. And in their journey that I was like, okay, now I see it. Mm-hmm. And you don't see it when you're younger because you're locked in this idea of whether it's your religion, your household, yeah. or whatever, that yep. this is not okay. Yeah, and I was, a, I mean, I was raised Catholic, went to Catholic school my whole life up until college. And so that was kind of the same sort of narrative where it's like, oh, I can't be that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and then you've got like, you know, like The Birdcage. The Birdcage is like the funniest movie. And it's one of those movies where it did shape who I am because I love Nathan Lane. I love Robin Williams. And you, but you've got a flamboyant. And I didn't really think Robin Williams was that straight acting, but I guess he was the straighter of the two. (laughs) But it's also like, it was cool because you've got two obviously flamboyant guys together. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. So. Um, and so, but another movie that was like very interesting to me that kind of really helped me was Paris is Burning. I haven't seen that. Oh, (laughs) we are going to have like a gay education day, like weekend. We're just going to do a marathon of different. Yeah. Well, I'm no, like with movies and everything, I am so like, it doesn't matter if it's a gay movie or any movie. Like I'm so bad at watching movies because my attention span is very low. Okay. But like. They ha- you have to like watch this because oh absolutely it is, it's a documentary that came out in the nineties about the ball scene and this is basically what Pose yes. is kind of based on mm-hmm. um, and this is kind of where um, you know uh, Madonna got her idea for Vogue yeah. and stuff like that is this movie really put a spotlight on the ballroom. In New York, right? In New York, and people of color, and yep. gay people of color. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's hilarious, and this is where a lot of our terms that we use now, like reading and shade and yeah. all this stuff come from. And it's just an amazing, and it really, because I also had very um, a lot of interest in, like, dance. So to see these new forms of dancing was like, oh, God, this is awesome. <laughs> I love this. And they were fabulous. I'm sorry. They were fabulous. Wait, this came out in, the, in 1990. Right. And it was also a way to see, because they not a lot of, these people didn't have a lot of money. A lot of them were working as sex workers, too. But it was never frowned upon. It wasn't shown yeah. as a shameful thing. It was just, this is how life is. They were before their time, damn. Right, exactly. And I was like, 
Okay, so this is another one that we have to like have you watch. Oh yeah, trust me. I the thing with thing like movies is like I will watch them, but like there's so many that people tell me to write like, oh, watch this, watch this, watch this, and I'm like, I can't keep a track. I need like a running list. Yeah. No, like Paris is Burning has to be on there. Mm-hmm. Trick has to be on there. Jeffrey has to be on there. I haven't seen that one. Um, Jeffrey's a really good one. It had the guy from Wings on there. Um, I forget what his name is, but also uh, the guy who played uh, the Pretender on like a, he had a show um, on like NBC or something like that. It was called The Pretender, um, and it was uh, Stephen Weber and Michael T. Weiss were the were the Patrick leads in Stewart? this. And Patrick Stewart was in it too. I'm like Professor X, uh, but oh, Christine Baranski was in it too. It's like Damn. it's a great show, but I mean a movie. But like um, it's <gasps> about a guy who meets who he considers his um, like his soulmate. Yeah, but he finds but he's so scared about um, the AIDS epidemic yeah. and, ca- and getting HIV or AIDS that he's very like I don't know how to do yeah, this like that, yeah. and he falls he falls for this guy michael t weiss and comes to find out that he does have hiv mm-hmm. and so it's just like dealing with that back and forth and yeah. how do i reconcile feelings for that but it's such That's a, a whole great yeah but it's a great movie and it's another one of those that i always tell people i'm like if you haven't watched a lot of gay movies this is one of those that you have to watch yeah and now I kind of want to watch it again. I'm going to watch you, that and trick again. Have oh. you ever seen the movie Weekend? No. Okay, because that was a defining one for me. Okay. Um, so basically from birth till 22, it was like Will and Grace and that's it. Um, but Weekend, so I came out when I was 22, so a little bit late. Um, and it's funny because like a lot of the defining things were like, so like Glee, right? Glee was out and... Um, uh gosh what's her girl what was the girl's name she just passed away uh santana okay um it was i remember that episode like when she went and like came out to her grandma and her grandma's like i can't right go away um but that was like one of the things was like oh my god like wow um but so like it was glee but then it came out and then i watched this movie weekend and it was on netflix back in the day it was like 2011 uh, and it was like, it, I think this was the first time I could have seen myself in like a movie because it was, and I'm saying normal, but not, you know, normal's not anything, but it was these like just two guys who like one worked out as a lifeguard and there was this other guy that was visiting in town and they were just like hanging out and like nothing crazy or whatever. And I was like, huh. And I think that that one, this one was actually one, it was more like independent um, oh god, was it by Breaking Glass or Wolf Films or something? Because let me tell you, if you're gonna watch is. any gay movies, oh, eating not. out like <laughs> volumes one through. Yeah. I was gonna say, so there are a couple on Netflix. <laughs> there just, are a couple <laughs> that are actually kind of cute. <laughs> but let me just tell you, if it's from Breaking Glass or Wolf Films, there's a good chance it's not gonna be very good. <laughs> but sometimes it's so. Sometimes those are fun to watch because they're so bad. Right. It's like so bad that it like goes around oh, yeah. and then it's actually like, okay, oh, this might be kind of good. It's not a 180, it's a 360. <laughs> but so that was one. So Weekend was one. And then I don't know if you ever watched um, the show Happy Endings. Yes. So do you remember? Oh God, there was a gay guy in there. Yeah. It was like the guy who was like a slob and he was lazy and stuff. And I was yes. like, oh, this is a cool 
interpretation of guys. It's Adam Pally, who I thought was so cute. Yeah, but he did a great, <laughs> like, I, I identified, like, I wasn't, like, he wasn't, like, the stereotypical flamboyant gay, too. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I could be this. Like, this yeah, could be me. But he didn't give him very many, like, relationships no. or, like, yeah. boyfriends or something in the he show. He just was gay. That was his, right. like, shtick. Right. So, but that was around, like, the 2011s or whatever. And so, but then after that, RuPaul's Drag Race. So I, and like, I know that I love RuPaul's Drag Race, but like, that was kind of like my guide. Right. And I think that like, it sounds silly, but it's like drag queen. I love drag queens because they don't give a shit. And like that helped them kind of be like, Joe, you don't need to give a shit. Like these people are doing whatever they want. And this is a huge part of the community. And like, you can go like it. And it doesn't matter if you are a like muscle builder or like this other thing, like you got like drag is your like. Like, your niche. Not, like, doing it, but, you know, maybe one day. But, like, that, like, definitely was, like, kind of, like, the education. Like, RuPaul and the whole Drag Race sort of thing. Well, and you look at it, like, Drag Race, because there were so many great things about it. And it was all about celebrating all these little things about people. And you saw a diverse cast of people, whether it be, you know, white, black, Asian, Spanish... Mm -hmm. It was like all of them coming together and sharing what they know about their art yeah, and putting it out there for people. And they didn't like what I really learned. And I think I was like mid twenties cause I came out at 22 and I did the whole, like, I have to be like a bodybuilder. I have to do this. I have to be this. And this. Cause it's again, what the community like shoved down your throat, like very toxic, like Colton Underwood, no go away. Um, and I was like, I have to be this certain way. And then like, I was like, I don't, want to do that like that's not my idea of me like i'm defining my own gayness or whatever like i don't need someone to be like this is what you got to be this is what you need to do and so that's why i really love rupaul's drag race and i think now even more than when you know it came out like the kids again the children it's such even more of a celebration like i mean the last season we had a female to male transgender guy who was a drag queen like right that's fantastic because it's like you can be whatever you want, and like there's a place for you. Right. And that's what I love about it. <laughs> I love Rupert's Drag Race. So uh, I think my mom didn't realize that she had a hand in this, but like helping me come to terms with who I was. Um, she was the one who got me into comic books, mm-hmm. and particularly the X-Men and Ooh. the Legion of Superheroes. Ooh. Because Did you do to some me, like fangirl fan play like costs uh, like what is that called? cosplay no 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 what is it when you write like fan oh fan fiction fiction? no did you have some like gay fantasies about like professor x or whatever (laughs) i have but (laughs) not about professor x (laughs) but i do love the fact that there's like all these stories about like you know fan fiction about like gene i mean uh uh cyclops and wolverine and stuff like that oh yes and i'm like but it was like peter parker (laughs) (laughs) but like the x-men for me were like exactly what a way of like it was an allegory for being gay yeah to me because they're all different it was all different but they didn't know that they were different until puberty hit and then they realized that something was different <gasps> and that's about like them and that's when their superpowers came into play so like for me it was like okay being gay is my superpower now. i was just gonna say yeah, <laughs> yeah. and, and it i love that power with great power comes responsibility but it's also like so X-Men were, was great because it was like these people who were hated for who they were. Yeah. And that also was, um, you know, a huge thing for me. Um, cause it was celebrated. Cause it, yeah. Cause it was celebrated, but it was like, they fought hard to be who they were, mm-hmm. you know? And 
again, that whole being seeing that in a game and then being able to like translate that to my head was awesome. And then Legion of Superheroes was cool because it was like there are all these kids from different planets within the solar within the universe and they all come together to to um fight evil, but they don't care about each other's differences. Mm-hmm. It's just like they're special in their own way and now they get to do this together. Yeah. And I thought that was so cool. Um but it was funny because I used to like cut out in my comic books, I used to cut out the characters no. and then start creating my own battles and stuff with the characters. And I was like, have, did you make him have sex? Cause I was poor. And so now I've been like, I've been like, Doctor's going to go over here and Bouncy Boy's going to go over here. Uh, and instead of all like in the comic books, so I'd like do my own battles. And I was hey, like, <laughs> you got to make your own fun. Don't let the comic book industry make your fun. But also like, uh, for me, another thing that like helped me define who I am and like helped me come out was like, uh, international mail catalogs. <laughs> Wait, M A L E or M A I L? International mail, M A L E. I remember catalogs. that. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> but like when you were young, were you afraid to go in the underwear section because of the damn? Oh my god, I knew because that was like that was the only place where I felt comfortable. I'm like, oh my god, look at these guys. <laughs> I would do that in like when, oh my God, I, my mom would go to like, we'd go to the mall and I'd be, oh God, how, this is so embarrassing. I was like maybe 12 or 13 and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go to JCPenney and like look at the clothes or whatever. And I go to the underwear section. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, well, like international mail was cool because it was like these like gay clothes, I guess you could call them. It was like very gay, but like they were trying to not be gay, but like they used to have them where they were wet or they yeah. would have like mesh all, like, I may have stuff. done like some Google search <laughs> back in the day to that. Well, it's funny because I'd always be looking to see if like they show maybe just a little more than they were supposed yeah. to, and I'm like, oh, especially the like the Swim mesh or crochet yes. kind of stuff. I was like, am I gonna see anything? You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen. Yep, that has done stuff. But like, also, <laughs> also, Details Magazine back in the day, yeah, was great because it was like. They wanted to be like GQ, but maybe a little gayer. Oh, yeah. It was gay. Yeah, it was a gay magazine, right? <laughs> so I was like, it, to me, that was like, I had to pick up a detailed magazine because it was like, oh, I'm gay, but that, that gay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like we're kind of similar to that because I mean, the, again, what was kind of like put out there in the media was like all these flamboyant things. And now I own that. I'm like, I don't care that I have multiple layers to me and i think everything of that should be celebrated did you ever watch american gladiators Uh, the tv show that is like the that was before like um wait oh yes you never watched american gladiators i feel like they had one of those like in the 2000s yes something similar so they came out in the 2000s and stuff wrestling though like if you want to talk about like wrestling that's something like they had their little briefs i'm like That was that helped me. Well, like, because you, are, you guys already know that, like I, I liked Hulk Hogan, and then I slept with his uh, <laughs> his stunt double. So, but like American Gladiators was so cool to me because it's like all these big buff guys. So I would love it when they were like when the guys were out there and they'd have to like get past them, and I'm like, oh, okay, ice or blast or whatever their names were. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. No, that was like me. My brother would do uh, like the WWE. Or he would watch the pay-per-view yeah. with his friends. And I'm like, I'll watch 
budget too. But see, like I don't like them nowadays because it. I don't know. There's just something weird because like they're too buff. Yeah. Like back in the 80s and early 90s, they were normal looking. Yeah, I was like, they normal. had like dad bods and yeah. like powerlifter bods, and I was like, oh yes, please. well that's why because now they do steroids. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, um, and Olympic diving. And swimming. Oh. Okay. But, like, that's oh. more for Andy. I think. Oh. <laughs> the Olympics are coming, and I. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I, I will be, too. Like, I, okay, here's the story time. So, I moved here in 2016, and then the Olympics happened right after. And I made sure that I, I talked to no one because I was watching. It was on all day, and it was swimmers. It was divers. It was wrestlers. It was gymnasts. It was, like, everybody and these beautiful men. And I was like, I can't see anybody because I'm too thirsty. Okay, but you know what's funny is they have this one called curling. Yeah, and that's winter. I know, but like, but also winter the, speed skating. Yes, but you know the curling, I actually love it because I'm like these guys are more my speed. Like they look like dads who kind of got together and decided they were gonna like make up a sport so they could go to the Olympics because they're never gonna get it there any other way. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, dad bod, let's do it. I mean, look, hey. <laughs> If there's a cute guy, I don't care. I don't care if it's Winter Olympics. I don't care if it's Summer Olympics. But the Summer Olympics do me dirty. Like, that, I remember, like, vividly, like, every four years, I'd be like, fuck, I can't watch this. Yeah, but, like, with for me, like, swimmers and divers, I'm like, the water's cold. So, you don't really see a lot. It but doesn't like, matter. But, like, wrestlers, I'm like, oh, let me see you in a singlet. Yes. Like, I can't. Yes. We'll do that. The wrestlers <laughs> and then the gymnasts, when they have to take off their pants because they have the little, like, se- like semi-singlet thing under. Oh. <laughs> So it's going to be a fun, uh, uh, what's it called, Olympics this year. I'll make sure to be around nobody. I'll be like a dog in heat. <laughs> Just don't put it on. Well, And they played it at work. And I was like kind of aroused at my job. Because they would have it on during the lunch break. Like, actually, they were playing it all the time. And I'd be walking from meeting to meeting. I'm like, I can't look at this. Like, I have to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. <laughs> that might have happened. <laughs> I'm not denying or or saying I can neither confirm happen. nor deny. Yes, I was like, what's the what's the thing? Um, oh my god! It you know it's funny because somebody posted uh, on Instagram today, um, Madonna talking. She had a bunch of different interviews about um, uh, stitched together about her talking about like how homophobia is uh, a problem in, in the U.S. and stuff and, and in the world, and um, I started like. 1990, 91, when um, Truth or Dare came out and uh, Vogue came out and everything like that. Because, you know, for me, because that was the time frame in which I was like a young teen, was in the 80s, mm-hmm. and I was growing up, and she came out and it was like, oh my gosh, she's unabashedly who she is and she keeps changing who she is. Like, that for any young gay was, yeah. you know, amazing and so madonna's always been a gay icon right and she was you know she was like at one point the the guy's like you know well are you afraid that some of your fans will get offended because you're just like putting this out there and she's like i don't care Mm -hmm. good let them get offended but this is life it's like yeah you just don't want to talk about it and i was like yeah that's so cool i totally forgot like i mean i didn't forget but like it was nice to see and be reminded again like how much she's talked about it and how far it's come. Yeah. And that was huge. I feel like she's an, like an icon in. Oh yeah. The gay community. 
Well, like her and Bette Midler. Yep. Because Bette Midler, like, let's be real, she used to sing in bathhouses with Barry Manilow. So. Oh, Barry Manilow? I forgot about him. Oh, Elton John is another one. Like, he, I love Elton John, but again, I was afraid to be flamboyant. And, that and was I, my, like, internalized fear of, like, shame and whatever. And I get that because there were times when he even denied it himself. And here's the thing with, like, celebrities and admitting that they're gay. Like, um, let's oh. take country music, for instance, because, like, you have Shelley Wright, Tyne Herndon, uh, Billy Gilman. You have all these people who came out after kind of, like, their careers were kind of done. Mm-hmm. But then you have people like Brandy Clark and Brandy Carlisle who are... Um, out there right now and making great music and doing it. But then you have somebody, okay, see, this is why I don't get why we're celebrating Colton Underwood so much. Mm-hmm. Cause you have somebody like TJ Osborne from the brothers Osborne who recently came out this year and they are like one of the best country artists out there right now, duos. And they are just putting out great music and they're like basically at the top of the game. And he's like, I'm going to come out when I'm at the top of my game. Yeah. Because you know what? People need to see that that's okay. Yeah. And that's what I appreciate. And that's what should be celebrated because it's like, you don't care about what's happening. You yeah. care that people need to see that you're somebody you. successful yeah. and is gay. And that is yep. possible, you know? And it's just like country music is so afraid of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And or like Lil Nas X too. Right. right. But then you have somebody like Shane McNally who has written number one hits for almost every country act out there and is nominated, you know, for Grammys and ACM awards, but he's openly gay, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's awesome, you know. Um, so like people like that, I feel like should be celebrated. I don't feel, and I feel like they are great gay guides and mentors for like the new that, generation I was coming gonna up. Say, like, who would you want like your gay guide as of now? Like, if you could pick. So I look at, um, I look at like, again, we'll bring up Little Nas X. I love the fact that he does everything with this like tongue in cheek humor to it. He's a and smart he's, guy. He's a smart guy. His marketing is great. He's staying true to who he is, mm-hmm. and it's actually he's really really talented. Like I just oh, yeah. saw. Um, he just posted um, him doing Call Me By Your Name, but acapella. And he's the only one doing it. So he's doing every part and making it. And I can't tell the difference between that and the actual song. Really? And I was like, oh, my God, dude. Like, that is amazing. Yeah. And um, I look at, like, there's a lot of people out there um, who, whether it be a reality star or something like that, and I, um, that I'm okay with. Um, I know that some people are like, oh, some of these real housewives. And I'm like, are they really a good gay guide for you? What? You know, like housewives and stuff like that or uh, some of those people. And I'm like, mm, no, Jen just got arrested and like is facing 30 years in prison. for Who? Salt Lake. She's in the Salt Lake City Bravo Housewives. <gasps> no. She just got it was. Um, she's a Mormon. She's she. Yeah, I don't know. But she got basically. Was it Nick? Was it indicted? About in a like, fraud scheme, yes, like for targeting older older people and promising stuff and like wire fraud. Yeah, That's so that is not crazy. a good guy, y'all. No, oh, don't okay. have that guy. So who? Wait, then who would your guy be? Who would you pick? Um, you can you have a couple. What? I have like four. <laughs> I think like I love Leslie Jordan. 
Yes. I think that he would be a, a great gay guide for oh, somebody right now. Yes. Because it is an older person, but it's also somebody who is learning how to reinvent themselves yeah. and trying to take advantage of um, the technology that's out there. Oh, yeah. I love him. But also, like, Dolly Parton. Yeah. Because she's such an ally. It's yeah. like, God, who... <laughs> and I, I look at, um like, uh, Andrew Rannells or um, yeah. Ben Platt. Yeah. I think are really great because they... Their ability and their um, their talent surpasses mm-hmm. the the fact that they're gay, and it speaks for them. Yeah, it speaks for themselves, right? You know, Broadway, right? Renowned, right? I, I don't. I would not do um, uh, Andy Cohen just because no. I feel like it's what problematic, about- and he just he he just yeah. tends to regurgitate stereotypes. Oh yeah, what about Anderson Cooper? I just thought about that. I love Anderson Cooper, but. Um, Anderson Cooper to me um, is yes, he's gay, but it, I, and he does do stuff for the gay community. I just don't think he's as outspoken yes. and could use his platform as well, much as he does. It's his job. Yeah. Like he you can't know, do stuff because he's a news anchor. Right? right. And it's like, okay, you're not taking advantage of this. And I know there's like a lot of people out there like, yeah. like Gaga and stuff like that. But I guess because of my age, I fall back to some of the other people who are, Coming back again and, and still being allies yeah. like Cher. Oh yeah. And like I said, Dolly Parton and What about uh George Takai? I love him, but like he's yes. kind of fallen off a little bit for me. I wish because... he came back because I I would love for him if he if I, I could pick a couple people, like he would be one of those that I'd be like, take me under your wing and like show me the ropes. Right. You know? Cause he's very much like love yourself. Right. And he was in Star Trek. Wasn't he openly gay in Star Trek or did he come out after? Uh he come out after. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were like, they really didn't want him to be too gay. Yeah. But I love the fact that they're like, they're like, oh, George Takei, like set phasers for stunning. Oh my God. <laughs> well, okay. But speaking of too gay, like, so another person I want is Titus Burgess. I love him. Because again, love. talk about talent. Oh, yes. I'll, like, off uh, the roof. Oh, I mean, I loved him in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh my God. But like, he was. I want did, him. Did I play? Did you watch Central Park? Did I show you Central Park? No. On Apple TV. Oh, <gasps> oh so it's an animated show, and it's Wait, done by this the sounds same, familiar. It's done by the same people who do Bob's Burgers. Okay. And but it's a musical okay. television show, so they break out. And Titus Burgess plays the son who is in love with this dog. Oh. <laughs> but oh my god, his voice i'm like it but just, he is so good like he is talented his, his talent he is was just, on broadway he's yeah. an actor like but he's also another person that when you take all that away like because i follow him on instagram and he's hilarious but also like he has something to say right other than like all this you know all the stuff that he's played all the things that he's done and all that kind of stuff and it's like that's what i like about some of these people because it's like that's what you need when you need a guide like right Okay, t- strip it all away. Like, give me the facts. What I need to know. Like, give it to me. I was gonna say, give it to me straight. Give it to me, gay. But like Billy Porter yes. is right up there with him because yep. the talent is off the charts, and people are just now starting to see it. But he's also very much um, an activist and out there, especially for people of color. Uh, it's oh, Alex, amazing. No. Alex Newell, I follow on. I follow I on love, Instagram. Love and love. Um, they are amazing, and their Instagram is actually really good. But oh, the I mean, vocals amazing. Yeah, but she, uh, they have some like amazing looks on Instagram too. Like, 
it it's it blows my mind sometimes when I hear. Well, and I um another person that I would really want is Laverne Cox, mm. just because it's like it's a totally different like you know a black trans woman, and like I feel like she's been through a lot and she has something to say and like she's a part of the community like it's LGBTQIA plus yeah dot 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 community so like it doesn't I don't need like just a gay guide like all these people whatever part of the letter you're in will still be beneficial to help. I want all these people to be a part of my amazing Technicolor dream coat. Yes. I want to be Joseph. Like oh, I would like I'm Joseph. <laughs> but, but like um, also AOC. Oh, would be a great like president. Thank you. You know, like a gay guide, even though she isn't gay. It's like, she's, she's still a great ally. ally. Oh, a hundred percent smart. Or Michelle Visage. Her brother's, Her brother's gay. AOC. Oh. oh, I just want to meet AOC. I do too. <laughs> I've messaged her on Instagram when she's like asked me questions, she didn't answer it. But we did you um but did you see what happened this week? Marjorie Taylor Green went up and confronted AOC about, about her what? new Green Deal. And then she posted about it on Instagram or Marjorie. Twitter. Marjorie Taylor Green. And she was like, um, you know, after I read the fourteen page, you know, document, we'll set up our time for a debate and i'm like people are coming at her it's like you didn't read a 14 page document so you start you want to go have a debate about something you don't even know anything about yet like how but also 14 14 pages is 14 pages i know (laughs) guys it's gonna take me a long time to read these 14 pages because i'm inept I think Marjorie Taylor Greene and, um, God, uh, she probably wants to talk about why did you put my name in this deal? I didn't, I don't have any deal. (laughs) Who's the young guy? Who's, what's the youngest guy? He's Republican. Oh, that guy. The one that's in a wheelchair or something. Yeah. Yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene need to go. And so do um, Madison Cawthorn Cawthorn. and Josh Hawley, who like is the only person who voted against the The anti-Asian, anti-Asian hate crime bill. Yeah. But, um, are there? Any, that's actually a good a question. Are there any openly gay senators? Uh, well, you, no, but you have Mayor Pete's not a senator. No, but then you have John Ossoff. Is he gay? I want him to no? be. He's cute. He yeah, he's a little cute. He's kind of dirty. Yeah, I saw him on like on TikTok, and I was like, oh yeah, he's on cute. Instagram, he looks like, like he's like a little like nerdy boy that like well, he's like a nerdy boy but a dirty boy again. <laughs> He looks 12. <laughs> I think he's like 35. Looks 12. Um, like, so what would you want to teach the next generation of gay? So, oh God. Well, for our million followers out there, we are your gay aunties. We are auntie gays. Oh my God. Auntie. Like Melania Trump, auntie gay. Auntie. <laughs> <laughs> we're your aunties, we're your aunties, we're your auntie gay, but we're not auntie gay, we're pro gay, you know? Um, I, I think for me, if I wanted to bestow any information upon the youth, it would be um, you don't have to be what the community says. You can be whatever you are. And that is what should be celebrated because you don't have to be defined by something other than what you want to define yourself. Does that make sense? Like whatever type of gay you are, whatever spectrum you're on, whatever you are, whatever you're comfortable with. I think you should celebrate that. And don't be afraid to be who you are. And also don't listen to people. Yeah. Unless they're important. Like me and Paul. 
Because <laughs> what your what your what your gay aunts? We aunties, aunties. What about um, you? What would your two cents be to the children? So for me, for the kids out there, um, the you know what? It, at this point in time, if you want to like suck some D, suck some D. If you want to dive into the V, dive into the V. <laughs> it's like you I, you could do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like there's. The only person holding you back is you. (gasps) And that is going to be, once you get rid of your inner saboteur, I know that's a RuPaul thing. Your inner saboteur. Yeah, it's a big word. uh, (laughs) You know, it's like, then you'll be fine. It's like, because there's so many walls built up. Yeah. And it's just like, it it is a journey and it never stops. Like I said at the beginning, like, I still find people who are teaching me things. Yeah. You know, I don't ever think that I'm, I'll stop learning about who I am and things I like and stuff like that. The minute you stop learning is when you die. If you want to like go poop on a coffee table, poop on a coffee table. Okay. We said we were going to talk about that, Paul. (laughs) I thought that was safe. If you want to, I did it on him. (laughs) If you want to wear a pup mask, like, Go wear a pup mask. But also be careful because when it's hot, those are latex and they can actually dehydrate you. Right. And, and then want, soft water. Well, and also if you want to wear like a rubber suit, please like put a lot of baby powder in there because I don't lube. want you to get stuck in there. Or lube. Like, come on now. Lube it up, girl. And I'm like, oh boy. And- <laughs> or whatever you are. <laughs> and also like. Don't use essential oils though. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and if you want to like, you want to toss some salad. Make sure they clean up down there. Yes. You know, you want to get choked a little bit. That's okay. Yeah. Trust your partner. Trust yourself. That's all I got to say. Love yourself. Because if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love yourself? And you want to love yourself. Can we say that? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. But I mean, if you want to love yourself three or four times a day, that's okay too. Because if you can't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. Just don't do it on on your shirt or your socks because your mom doesn't want to have to clean that. Okay. Sorry, mom. (laughs) Or do your own laundry. Oh. Yeah, that one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're done for today. Yes. Go be gay, everybody. Or whatever you are. Gay are. is the way. Oh, yes. For today. And tomorrow. And tomorrow. And the future. <laughs> and forever. All right, everyone. Have a great week. Thanks. Special thanks to Andrew Smith and Nick Stone for producing the show. If you like us, please follow us at TUGaysPod on Instagram and visit us online at TUGaysPod.com. You can find us anywhere you can stream podcasts. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and let us know topics you'd like to hear. And always remember, stay safe, stay classy, stay sassy, and always stay a little bit trashy. See you next week.